y'all ready for biz? Yeah, I mean, we can talk about fucking anything uh, on Do it. Practically friends, friends I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. All right, welcome to, uh, damn, episode 36, I think. 36. Fucking hell. We've been rolling lately. I know. It doesn't feel like it, though. Yep. It does not feel like it. No, not at all, but... Anyways, what's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 36 of Practically Friends Podcast. Whoop, whoop. That's the son of the police. (laughs) It's Tate here once again with the lovely host, Kyle. Thank you. Oh, I'm lovely now. I see how it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, to start it off, um, guys, if you you listened to the last episode, you probably are familiar with the story, but I wanted to show it to Tate. yeah, because so because this is actually pretty cool. Yeah, so what is this story? The story is about Zach Wild and how yeah. drink, drinking saved his life. Really? Yeah. And uh, we'll touch on the fact that Pantera, quote-unquote, is coming out and going to be playing here soon. Oh, shit. With Zach Wild at, on the guitar, and then the drummer from Anthrax really? is going to be on the drums. And then Rex Brown, obviously, and Phil Anselmo. Okay. Right? So it's not really Pantera, obviously. It's just, it's kind of like a reunion type thing. Okay. But there's a whole lot of drama behind that, and we'll get into that. But let uh, I want you to watch this story for me. All right. 
Again, this is from Loudwire. In August 2009, you were hospitalized due to blood clots. After the hospitalization, you stopped drinking alcohol and haven't drank since. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, he just, um, well, the doctor, I, you know, with, with the blood clots, I said, well, doc, I, uh, I said, well, how do, how do I get this? I, I go, blood clots. I figure you get this way when you're like 80, 90 years old, you get blood clots. He right. goes, well, no, Zach, he goes, you know, I mean, you can get it if you're a truck driver, if you're, you know, airplane pilot, you know, if you're stationary in any, any, at length of time. Sure, you know, sure. You, you could be susceptible to it. I said, wow. I go, well, I don't really don't do that much. I go, you know, I work out, do cardio, listen, I'm on stage for the two hours, whatever it is, hour and a half we do, whatever. And he, he goes, I go, but then again, I thought about it. I go, well, when I'm practicing, I'm sitting down. And when we're at the piano, you're sitting down. Then when me and you were at the Irish pub, we're sitting down. Yeah. Then we're back to practicing, we're sitting down. Then when we're back at the Irish pub, we're sitting down. Then when we're back at the Irish oh, yeah. pub, we're sitting down. So, you know, I go, yeah, there was kind of a lot of sitting down going on. I go, but he goes, let me ask you this. Zach, he goes, did, did your parents have this? I said, well, I don't know, Doc. I said, they're both up in God's Tavern, so I can't tell you whether uh, I got it from my mom and dad. And he just goes, well, I don't know how to say this. And I had the immortal beloved with me when I was at the doctor's office. And she goes, I don't know how to say this because as a doctor, I don't think it's right, but if you got this from your parents as if this was hereditary, then that means all your years of drinking and thinning your blood may have saved your life. You and really I, turned say the, that? I turned to the immortal blood and I said, see, drinking is good for something. <laughs> so I just stopped. She, she didn't laugh at all, but. Nah, there was no laughter in the peanut no, gallery. Uh, so, uh, no. but anyways, <laughs> like, anyways, uh, oh, that no. was the, yeah, that was the that was pretty much the end of the uh, the drink and run for that one. And you know, because people always ask, they say, Zach, do you you have to have a good support system with it. You know, I mean, now that you're not drinking anymore. And I said, well, yeah. I said I do. I said the fellas, you know, we're out on the road. They go, hey, look at Zachy. You know, we had a great drinking partner for twenty plus years. It was a good run. We won several championships. Right. Several world titles. You went to several Pro Bowls. Here, listen, here. It's a shame you can't drink anymore. But listen up. We'll be at the Irish pub. Come fix us up in about an hour and a half. We gained a designated driver, jerk off. So that was pretty much about it. And, uh, yeah, I just have a good black label cry every now and then in the oh. corner. So, uh, so, but uh, no, I haven't had a stitch of alcohol since then, man. There you go. There's some facts I, for I you. I do sniff a lot of glue, and I. Uh, and I, and I do the Viagra, you do the Kim chips. Kardashian. Paint chips as well. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> the crunchy ones. I like them. I sprinkle crunchy. them on my eggs. <laughs> you know, it's good. It's protein. And, you, you know, and the results are pretty much the same. I wake up in the morning with my pants around my ankles, and the fellas all tell me I had a wonderful time. <laughs> all right, so you heard it here wow. first, folks, is that uh, Zach Wilde's life was saved buy alcohol Alrighty then yeah that's that's not something you hear every day no it's not wow yeah that's uh that's a new one never never heard of something like that before <laughs> damn it now i'm trying to find it <laughs> but while you're looking for that damn it oh, no it shouldn't be this long no nah, but while you're <clears throat> looking for that yeah all you wrestling fans have probably heard about wwe switching monday night raw oh shit from PG back to TV 14 starting today, July 18th, 2022. But 
there's a lot of mixed reactions about it, and I'm kind of having mixed reactions about it as well. It's like some people are saying, oh, yeah, Attitude, Attitude Era Part 2 is coming back. It's uh, At the same time, it's like you don't have the same guys who created the Attitude Era in the first place. Like, you have a lot of talented guys in this generation that, yeah. that could possibly start a new era uh, similar. Nice. Thank you. That could start a new era similar to the Attitude Era, but... You don't have the guys like The Undertaker. You don't have Kane, The Rock, Stone Cold, uh, Triple H. You don't have all those guys anymore. But at the same time, it is also a good – I think it's a good move because it can help them get their ratings back up after it being so low for the longest time of the PG era. See? Drinking is good for something. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Sorry. No, it's About five minutes too late. but <laughs> It's you know. fine. Yeah, <laughs> way too late. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to see what's happening, but I'm not. I'm not too sure. You have to admit, though. You have to admit that, like the WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it, they have really, truly been like a pinnacle of business. Oh, for sure. You know, in the last absolutely. like thirty years. Yeah, you know? absolutely. If not more. Oh yeah. That they are, they have kept with the times, if not made the times. Absolutely. You know? um, so I'm interested to see what their next moves are going to be because you know, you know, Vince ain't, dude. He's not going to let it go without a fight. Oh no, he's not. You're fired. Well, you know, he had to step down, right? I did not. Yeah, he had to step down as the chairman because so of was uh, it Shane now? No, it's uh, Stephanie. Stephanie's running it right now. Ah. But uh I think on the last uh wrestling episode that we did, um I told you that uh I had Yep. Yep, we talked about yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, go back and listen to that, guys. What episode was that? I, I don't, don't even remember. I don't know, but uh I'll it be was, able to tell you here. I think in a it, it was titled Wrestle Talk. It was me oh, you. Oh, it was definitely Wrestle Talk. It was me you and Nate. We were just talking for No, like, it was just two me and hours. you. Was it? Yeah. Oh shit. Pretty sure. You want to do Wrestle Talk Part Two? Hell, it's looking that way. <laughs> I mean, like we'll 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 get your uh, get your points, you know, across and all that. Yeah, but um, okay, it was episode twenty-one. It was uh. So for everybody see, that, <laughs> that yeah. doesn't know what Kyle's talking about, just go to episode twenty-one and you'll figure it out. Let's just say Kyle was being a naughty, naughty boy. Yeah, and I got in big old trouble. That's the only reason I read the first four Harry Potter books. Yeah, Mama Williams whooped his bootay. No, she didn't have to. <laughs> you already knew. Here's like, I'm sorry, Mom. Oh, dude, I was in trouble. No, episode 21 with Tate and then in uh, quotations, wrestle and bully talk. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good episode. That was a great episode. Um, But, yeah, so right now there was some – sexual assault allegations brought up to Vince from like really from WWE not not even from female superstars female staff like producers and I'm shit I'm still not surprised bro I'm not I'm not either but like yeah he was having multiple affairs and he paid I think it was almost 7 million in hush money I heard about that to these women so they wouldn't talk 
Did you hear about this newest thing about Ricky Martin? I did not. Dude, I might I may have to hold on. It, it's hard for me to do like everything here. Um All right. Keep keep telling what you're you were telling. I'll try and pull up this. Yeah, so for the time being, um Vince has stepped down and now Stephanie's running everything. And I swear Vince made one last call before he had to step down, and it was bringing back Brock Lesnar yet again for one last run against Roman Reigns for the titles. So they will be facing off at SummerSlam coming up soon in a last man standing match. Uh, now, tell me, what is that last stand, Last man standing? Is that like a battle royale without no. calling it a battle, battle no. royale? So. The objective of a last man standing match is you have to beat your opponent so badly to the point where they can't make it up by the count of ten. So there is no tap out. There's there's no tap outs, no pinfalls, no, pin. no submission, okay. yeah, no disqualifications, no count outs. Only way you can win is by keeping your opponent down by the count of ten. Okay, I got the article right here from the uh, L.A. Times. Yep. God, he looks good. Who <laughs> Vince? No, Who? Ricky Martin. He looks better now than he used he used to. But anyways, uh, it says Ricky Martin's lawyer says Singer did not have sexual relationship with his nephew. What the fuck? He's getting alleged stuff with his nephew. Um, oh God! Twenty-one-year-old nephew. Uh, hold on. Jesus Christ. Uh, Marty Singer, his attorney, said to Variety on Friday. For his sake, I hope it's not true. Uh, me too. Because good Lord Almighty, that would be bad. Said, quote, unquote, insisted that the f- performer has, quote, never been and never would be involved in any kind of se- sexual or romantic relationship with his nephew. Uh, Singer's statement comes less than a month after the living Davida Loca hitmaker um, refuted completely false allegations related to a restraining order filed against him in Puerto Rico from his nephew. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Here we go. Yep. It's all kinds of shit, man. No, but let's talk about this Pantera tour. What? Pantera. Zach Wild, Pantera. Oh. Yeah. All right, go ahead. See, here's the thing. As most of you guys know, we lost Dimebag Daryl in a tragic incident. Not accident, incident. He got shot in the back twice on stage whilst playing for a damage plan. I want to say Orlando. I'm I'm probably wrong about the location, but I know that it happened. Yeah, it happened. I saw the video when it first came out. It was fucking gruesome. Okay? The thing is is that I don't know how much you know about Pantera. Do you know? Okay. So Dimebag Daryl was the guitarist for Pantera. Right, okay. the big, okay. big long curly hair, pink, long ass beard, you know. All right. Short little dude, you know, like but like fucking killed it on the guitar, right? And his brother, 
was the drummer for Pantera, Vinny Paul. Okay. And um, he's the one that um, always did, always had like the the goatee. Yeah. And like the cowboy hat. And he did drums for uh, Hell Yeah. You know, like the 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 super group with uh, Chad Gray from uh, uh, Mudvayne. So the thing is, is that at, I want to say, God damn, it was probably like 2003, 2004, really? if that, when Dimebag Daryl was shot dead. No, it was Columbus. That's right. It, it was, was Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. I'm pretty sure. Um, the thing is, is that um, after all these years, his uh, brother... Obviously, Pantera split up. Right? right. So his brother and him did Damage Plan, and then his brother, Vinnie Paul, the drummer, did Hell Yeah with Chad Gray from Mudvayne. Okay. Right? So, and then here, like a few years ago, not probably not even that, Vinnie Paul died from a heart condition. Oh, shit. Right? So now the brothers are gone. Right. So now the only... The only people that are uh, still around, still around from the band, is Phil Anselmo, the uh, the singer from Pantera, and Rex Brown, okay. the bassist. Okay. Okay. So now they're they. I guess they got the blessing from the family, and now because Zach Wild is a good friend, like was a. a Really, really close friend of Dimebag Daryl. Um, he uh, he, he apparently jumped at the opportunity to, to tour as a Pantera tribute. Okay, uh, but when there was there were rumors going around, like there was some bad blood between Rex and Phil, and then the brothers. Right. Okay. So there, I don't know. But now, apparently, it's going to be Phil and Rex from Pantera. And then you got Zach Wild, fucking awesome. And then you got the drummer from Anthrax. Oh, shit. They're going to do a full fucking tour. That's awesome. As Pantera. That's awesome. It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty cool. But the thing is, is that there's a uh, controversial bit about it, you know, d- depending on who you take sides with. Because... There's rumors, because the guy that shot Dimebag, <coughs> um, I think there was a lot of, lot of allegations, like, and, like, theories, but people kind of, like, maybe thought that he took Phil's side when it come to the breakup of Pantera. Okay. So he, he blamed Dimebag. You know, and he sh- and he fucking killed himself, I believe, on stage. Jeez, you didn't hear about that years ago? No, I never heard about that, dude. Yeah, and the thing is, is that uh, I was uh, obviously this topic is coming up because of this tour. So I was listening to my morning show, you know, in Tampa, talk about it, and uh, it's the co-host kind of like taking the reins right now. Yeah. So. And he's a big metalhead. Actually, DJed here in Louisville for a while. Really? Yeah. And um, the thing is, is that there's people that are like diehard fucking Pantera fans. Yeah. And it's like 
it's almost like, I don't know, Chevy versus Ford or Yoko versus the Beatles or yeah. I don't know, whatever. And it's like, and there there's uh, people that say that um, he he tried to shoot himself, but he aimed the gun at Vinnie Paul, yeah, the drummer, after he did two in the back of Dimebag. You know, yeah. And this is while da- damage plan was planned. Shit. And um. But like the thing is that at both funerals, Phil was not invited. That almost makes you think. I know. This guy probably was so gung ho. There, there's skepticism, or there's um, skeptics saying that the guy was like kind of 100% fell. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I love you, Phil Anselmo, for real. Even what you're doing right now with, with down and, uh, you know, this, that, and their thing. But, I mean, he was not being cordial. Like, right. he really? was, and now he's all, like, puffy alcoholic and shit. And it's like, and then Rex Brown wrote a book. The bassist? Oh, shit. I was going to actually buy the book and read it. Uh, yes, people, read words on pages. <laughs> but um, the fact that, that they're going to come in now with one of Dimebag's very best friends, Zach Wild. Yeah. That has to mean something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's saying something. I guess that's no coincidence if you really think about it. It can't be. Gotcha. And there's Vinnie Paul, the drummer. Gotcha. Yeah. I can't believe, dude. I gotta learn. Oh you. no. I gotta learn you something on Pantera, man. Oh, Post Malone. He's he's from New York. Okay, no, so yeah, he's from New York. So here it is. What borough? Syracuse. Oh, so what? Like. Not upstate, but, like, on the outskirts. Yeah, so it's reading right here. So when he was nine, him and his father, who was a DJ during his youth, who introduced post, who introduced Malone to many different genres of music, including hip-hop, country, and rock. See, that's the thing. That's the beauty of it. Like, that's probably why I like him, because I can, can, I can tell that he is a fan of all kinds of music. Hell, he did uh, Brad Paisley. Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, it was. It was fantastic. But Dude, um, I want to learn that song so we can do it, all of us together. Oh, here it is. So when he was nine, he moved to Grapevine, Texas with his dad after his dad became the manager of concessions for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, shit. And he began... I'm to, sorry. And he began <laughs> to to play the guitar and audition for, America, for the American brand Crown the Empire in 2010. Crown the Empire sounds familiar but was rejected after his guitar strings broke during the audition. Fuck. Oh, shit. Is that before or after the eyebrow tattoos? I'm not sure. <laughs> but he created his initial interest in learning guitar through the video game Guitar Hero. No, Post Malone's the shit. I like him. I think I think he's probably the most... <laughs> I think he's the only artist nowadays that I... Like, like current-wise? Yeah. That I actually respect. Well, see, there was another artist. You probably heard him as well, Juice World. 
I know of it. I don't know who it is. So he was one of my favorite artists of this generation, but back in a few years ago, he died of a drug overdose. Okay. Um, I think I may have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard about it, but I just don't remember but he, the specifics. He was also into other genres as well. He he was big into rock as well. Well, you got to think about it, man. Think about like Run DMC and Aerosmith. Yeah. I mean, that broke the fucking wall down like the Berlin Wall. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's like, and, and people don't really want to do that anymore, except for like, yeah, it's like, like pop goes punk or punk goes. Well, see, with this generation, it's like, it's the complete vice versa of like, especially with rap. Of how it was like back in the they 90s. Wanna, they want to be up on the end all be all instead of actually like going towards stuff that maybe speaks to them more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like back in the 90s, it's like if you're different from everybody and you try to be this different kind of artist, you're going to blow up. But you're, nowadays you're an outcast. And then that actually made its own scene. And nowadays it's like. Everybody is the same. Everybody's in the same in the sense of everybody's trying to be different in the same way. Exactly. And it's horrible. This goes back to the last episode. <laughs> and see, that's um, that's one reason why I, I like Juice World so much because. All right, I'm I'm gonna look up some of Juice World after I give you a little bit of uh, Cowboys from Hell. Okay, but I want. I still want this tattoo on. On my arm. I want to finish saying this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's fine. So on on the album that was released right after he died, Legends Never Die, he had one song with this DJ named Marshmallow. Okay. Big time rap fans know who I'm talking about there. Well, obviously, like, you know, it had some a little bit of rap in it, but there was also a little bit of guitar in it. Like, there was like a... There was, like, a couple guitar riffs throughout the song. Well, think about Dre. Dre used guitar. Well, a lot of people, like, a couple of my friends said they didn't really like that song because that because of that kind of uh, that kind of beat. They said it didn't sound like him. But I was like, but at the same time, it's, yeah, it is. Juice was a big-time fan of, like, rock music and playing guitar. Like, the dude knew how to play guitar so well. Yeah. And he was a big rock fan as well. All right. Uh, you want to go ahead and uh, keep saying your thing? I got to get the dog down here before he wakes up, Nate. Yeah, go ahead. You want me to take a break or no? Actually, okay. we're going to take a break. We'll be right What's back. up, guys? Okay. It's Tate. Move aside, Tate. It's Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to let you guys know while we have you here. Thank you so much for listening. And please do us all a favor here at the studio. Please like and subscribe, and as well as share to your friends on all your favorite platforms. Tell as many people as you know, including the Dutch. And the Belgians. Make a song out of that. <laughs> Make a beat out of that. Yeah. But uh, do us all a favor here at the studio. Please like and subscribe and share to all your friends on all your favorite platforms, including YouTube and SoundCloud and all your other favorite platforms that you do enjoy listening to. The You're podcast. not going to offend us if you tell too many people about this podcast. You're not going to offend us one bit. Not at all. <laughs> as well as you can also reach out to us at practicallyfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And I check that feedback. shit every day, and I see nothing. Y'all need to step it up. Step it up. Email us, you bitches. But uh, send us some feedback of what you'd like to see, maybe future episodes, or 
Send us some feedback on prior episodes, what you liked and what you didn't. Give us some topics. Yeah? Yeah, give us some topics as well. We're uh, kind of starting to run dry. <laughs> Not really. There are certain aspects. Some people like that. But the point is, we'd love to hear your all's feedback of what you have to say about the podcast, if we're doing well, if we're not, some things we're doing good on, some things we could improvise. Even if you're in those other countries I don't know how to pronounce, I can translate that shit. Czechoslovakia, we know you can hear us. No, no, further than that. Really? In India. Oh, wow. Yeah, I checked it this morning. Oh, you Belgians, we know you're going strong. We love you guys. Yeah, we love chocolate and waffles. <laughs> hey, be quiet, Gypsy. <laughs> See y'all later. <laughs> Back to the episode. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, how we doing? Doing all right. How about you, Kyle? Oh, shit. I feel a lot better after we did that fucking promo. Yeah? Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah, it's good. Should oh, we? that's another one I have to add on there. Should we tell them how long that took? How long do you think it took? Oh. 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, that's it. But back to the topic we were on before we took the break. Okay. Juice World. Okay. So with this guy, like I was telling you why I, I liked him so much. Because he stuck out from all these other rappers nowadays. Like, I mean, here and there he talked about what rappers like. Talk about sex, drugs, money. You know one thing I like about you? What's that? Is that you remember the topic that we were on Aww. before we got? Because I was like, uh, yeah, go ahead. But, like, I mean, yeah, he mentioned all that stuff here and there, but he also told his story about how he was. What do you think his, uh, the song that best represents him? Which one do you think it is? The song that best represents Sometimes, him. Cigarettes. Um, Righteous, Eminem with, you know, Godzilla Vichas. If anything, you'd have to go even further back than that. Honestly. Lucid Dreams. Yeah, kind of. A little bit of Lucid Dreams in there. Maybe a little bit of. um, Well, give me a title. I'll, I'll look it up. Let me look through the playlist. All right. Were you able to keep making your point while you're doing that yeah so with juice world it's like he was able to not only help bring rap up more but he was also able through rap to tell his story and uh well, hold up hold up like hit battling his demons. bringing up rap more do i think rap is as high as it ever could be but with juice he was he was different. So the way they but said like this I in his documentary. That, that's why I'm trying to, I'm asking you, like, what do you mean by, like, he brought rap back up? He what took, do you mean? He took it to another level. What do you mean, like, he, like, he, um. So the way he did it, he would tell his stories about him battling his depression, drug addiction, his anxiety issues. Kind of like how Dre and 50 Cent used to do and Eminem used to do. Yeah, but with Juice World, all of his all of his songs were pretty much like just freestyles. So what he would do is he would go into the studio. I get down with that. He would go into the studio and his producer would play a beat that he liked. He'd do he'd do a song. He said, "Okay, play it, play it again." 
run the beat again. Oh, you're he, talking about that sauce rap status. No, hear me out. So he, <laughs> they'd play the beat a second time. He'd do a completely different song. Really? He said, okay, run it back one more time. Run it back a third time. He'd do a completely different one. After they get done with the third one, he'd look at his producer and say, pick the best one. Well, that, that has to say something about the producer, though, as well. Because um, if he's if he's freestyling, that's a whole other, I mean, that's his uh, method, methodology about it. But then the thing is, is that if you're going to do that that style, that way, as far as music production, you have to trust your music producer. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, did these guys, like, grow up together or what? These guys are best friends. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. But <laughs> but a lot of people don't realize a lot of his top platinum records are just freestyles. Okay, well, do you have a uh, track name for me? Let me keep looking. But the thing is, like, dude, he was... What about Roses? Roses is a good one. Um... All right, we'll start off with that while you keep looking and talking. That's uh, Benny Blanco. Yeah, but um, another one of my favorite songs. Oh, that's him. with Brendan Urie as well. Well, one of his biggest no, it, songs. It, it said Brendan Urie from. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but one of his biggest songs of all time besides Lucid Dreams was All Girls Are the Same. Roses are red, violets are blue My heart is dead, I'm such a fool Why did I fall for you? I gave it all for you Roses are red, violets are blue My heart is dead, I'm such a fool Why did I fall for you? Here, um, another good one to look up. Hold on, hold on. Can I can I just give you a little bit of my critique right now? Okay. Um, like we were talking about Post Malone before. Yeah. Like how like he was raised with a lot of different musics, right? Yeah. Um, just off of this one song of Juice World. I'm feeling like he was, was he before or after Post Malone? He started coming up after Post Malone. Okay. So, I don't know. I feel like maybe whether it be imitation or it may be um, he was influenced the same way. Or a different way, and it ended up sounding the same. Either way, I'm I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. And I, you know me, I'm not really a rap guy. Yeah, I'm a hip guy, hip hop guy. Yeah, fucking like, <laughs> fucking '80s and '90s hip hop. Another good one uh, to look up. This one, hold on. Uh, I'm not mad at this, but it just seems like it seems like. Um, Seems like he was trying to meet the middle between, like, Sean Mendez and Kanye West. 
Yeah, I mean, like he was trying to be meaningful, know. but have that same sound. And I hate Kanye. I don't like Kanye either. Do you get what I'm trying to say though? Like trying to go like through the status quo. Like you, you think he was trying to sound like a like certain person? He let a producer take too many rights, liberties. The producer, the beats, whatever. Yeah. The producer was probably just buying, buying beats, buying beats, buying beats. And then, like, you know, it's probably not the best that he could do. Well, that's another thing I was going to say to you. That song I told you he did with uh, Marshmallow, it's called uh, Come and Go. That one kind of had a little bit of guitar mixed in with it. I got it. I got it right here. I get, the guitar comes in a little bit later, but once it does, it's... <coughs> yes, please. Fucking ads. I know, man. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Dude, have you, have you ever watched Westworld? Sounds familiar. Okay, obviously no. So, okay, we're going to have to talk about that next time I have Nate down here. All right. Because, oh my God, I caught up on it tonight. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Tate, take a little bit longer, please, <laughs> just so I can finish the last episode. Maybe one day I'm going to stand for something. I'm thanking God that he made you part of the plan. Now this is him talking about his girlfriend, Allie. I'm always fucking up and wrecking shit. It seems like I perfected it. I offer you my love. I hope you take it like some matters. Tell me ain't nobody better than me. I think that there's better than me. Right. Always end up better than me. I don't want to ruin this one. This type of Okay, I like that. I'll just wait. It, it gets better. I don't want to ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. I don't want to ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. I don't want to ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. Okay. Makes me think of uh, Polyphia. All right. There's a better one that's near the end of the song. But that's the thing, though. It's like, like the vocals are just so cookie cutter. Cookie, you know, cookie cutter. Yeah. What do you mean by that, dude? It's been cookie cutter since the '80s. Since the '70s. I'm not talking about this genre. I'm talking about in general. Whatever hits hard, whatever's popular, there's a cookie cutter, and then producers will just try and milk that teat until there's no more milk. All right, right here. See, I'm not, but, but again, I'm not mad at this. I'm not. Yeah. And I, I know you can ar- already kind of, you know, say the same thing when it comes to, like, like hardcore and metal and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's all perspective. I mean, I'm happy you like it, and I kind of I like it. But I would like to see a little bit more originality in it. You know, yeah. like, maybe it's just me being biased and, like, not 
I mean... Well, that everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Exactly. But the thing is, is that I listen to, I listen to rap, like, here and there, and often enough to where, like, I know I'm recognizing songs. Actually, I take that back. I'm not recognizing songs because they all sound the same. Really? You know? And it, it was it was the same thing back in the two thousands and the nineties, in the teens, and you could almost say the same thing about uh fucking metal, in the same uh uh time frame. Yeah. You know, hell, look at uh was it uh, Azalea Dine, with like Darkest Hour and like this that and their thing. Right. It's like, it's like man, all right, cool. It's like we get it. After all, but it took way too long, I, in my opinion, for it to, like, start to evolve a little bit more. All right. And I'm guilty of it, too. Like that song that I wrote? Oh, yeah. I'm a little guilty of it. Really? Yeah, a little bit. But with with him, Eminem said this on an interview that... He said that his potential was so off the charts. And he, he was only 21 when he passed. Who? Oh, 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 this guy? Juice World, yeah. He's only 21. Damn. 21 years old. Like, this guy was selling out arenas. Hell in the conversation, I forgot that he passed away. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. God rest his soul. But, dude, he was, yep. he was 19, 20 years old, selling out arenas all over the world. That's crazy. It is, and Juice's fans. Not, not to be inconsiderate, but I would go out like that. I would rather go out that that way. You know, like yeah. li- live to twenty five or twenty two or something other, and like play a bunch of concerts. But what's so crazy about his music is he kept practically predicting that his death was gonna come. Like in one of his songs really? called, titled "Legends." One of his lines was, what's the 27 club? We ain't making it past 21. Ah. Like saying he's not going to make it past his 21st birthday or the age of 21. And right after his 21st birthday, dies of a seizure caused by a drug overdose. And he... That's wild, dude. Well... His drug of choice was perks. Like, he was taking, like, that and lean. Like, he was taking, like, not not tens. He was taking, like, thirties. Thank you. That was a good one. That was good. Dude, what what's the fr- Did you ever do karaoke whenever, you know, before? Did you ever do karaoke before? Uh, No, I've not. Really? Never done karaoke. Little fun fact about Tate. Yeah, I've never done karaoke. Okay, this is actually. Wait, wait, that's a lie. Yes, I have. Yeah. Not just not in public. Uh, I'm not sure if that counts, but tell me the the setting, the situation, and what song. Uh, it was just a friend's house, and it was just random songs at selection. When uh, when my old roommate was here, he drug me out to this like barn party. Oh shit! And um, 
I think it was like Godsmack or something other. And I and he's just like, dude, your scream is good. And I started doing it. Even after all these girls did not want nothing to do with me. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like and um they were like, Whoa. What's hey what's that? Hey there. What's that? There's like, okay, nothing. I'm aroused. Nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. Want, I, don't, wa- I just wanted to go home. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> don't worry about it, sweetheart. It's nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> this is some shit we never seen before, gear kid. <laughs> There's some shit you ain't never seen before. Um, no, but I um, when I lived here before, I think not the first time. The second time I moved up here, I worked at a plastic plant. Okay. Right out in PA. Uh, out in PRP, right? All right. And um, the thing is, uh, there was a uh, a bar on the way on the way home. Oh shit! I think it was called the pit stop. No, no, it wasn't. Maybe uh, let's just call it the pit stop. It's probably not <laughs> called that, but um, we'll just go with it. Yeah, we'll just go with that. So the thing is, is that I. I knew that they had, like, karaoke Saturday nights. All right. I didn't work weekends. Oh, shit. So I uh, pre-gamed a little bit here, and I literally sang the song four or five times on the way out there. Fuck. Because I told myself I'm going to do karaoke because I I was single, and I just I wanted to do it, like, just to say that I could I, I did it, you know? Right. So I sang this fucking song like five times on the way out there. Okay. And um, if anybody are, if anybody around here is local, it's out on Cane Run Road and Johnson Town Road, next to the subway. <laughs> but um, I went out there and damn, damn show enough, I did it. But I faced away from the crowd. Oh man. But people were cheering. Oh shit! I'm like cool. Hey, and I immediately got back in my truck and drove straight back here home. <laughs> it's like I'm afraid. I'm scared. <laughs> Don't like this. I love it, but I'm scared. But it was uh, Broken Heartsville from Joe Joe Nichols. There you go. And then uh, after that, I got a little full of myself. Oh boy. And there were times after that in Florida where I tried to do. Uh, Pearl Jam, oh, shit. and like, and I just closed my eyes and started fucking singing, and then I opened my eyes and everybody's looking at me and it's like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> like, ew. You're just like, okay, I'm going home. Don't like this. I'm retreating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> retreating back to my safe place. Well, what was your song of choice? For the quote-unquote karaoke you did. Dude, honestly, I don't remember because it was so long ago. Was it country? I couldn't tell you. Really? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Plus, I think I was a little bit... uh, Saucy. Yeah, we'll call it that. Yeah. I was just getting... Here's the trick about karaoke. Karaoke, you have to go about... (laughs) <laughs> one county over, so you never get to see those people again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. it, it was like a like a double whammy when it came to like being on the bike. Yeah. So like you, you'd have a nice long ride. You go there and embarrass yourself, get a few drinks before and after, and then drive your ass home. Yep. You know, and you never see those motherfuckers again. Right off into the sunset. Goddamn right. <laughs> oh boy. You have to admit though, right now it sounds a lot better. Oh yeah. Like I hear myself so much better than uh than we have before. Oh yeah. And uh I had a little mini road trip. I'm not gonna say why or for who. But um I started listening to some of the old older episodes of uh yours truly, practically friends podcast. Remember gobble gobble gobble. And uh, a few of them, it's like, I can only hear them on one side. So for that, I apologize. So We're so sorry. Bear with us. He- bear us with me. Like that. <laughs> bear with me. It's not anybody else's fault but me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to figure that out. Yeah, but the sound does definitely sound a lot better, though. Dude, I, I, I think I told you that I was so close to getting another mixing board. Yeah, yeah, we had to talk about that. Yep. Uh, I think a few episodes ago. Dude. I think it was when me, you, and Nate were recording. I think it was episode 33, I think. Maybe. Yeah, it was right before we started recording. Yeah. No, I was, dude, I was so close to getting, I was about to hit by. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go downstairs and try and fiddle with this a little bit. And now you got it. Yeah, I, I hope so. I think so. It sounds good right now. Yeah. All it was was a couple of little buttons. So. <sighs> but. Sounds like you have to retire here soon. Yeah. Your boy Tate's got work in the morning. Oh, shit. Unfortunately. I would say that I have work tomorrow, but it's mostly me just showing up and playing uh, Walking Dead on my phone. <laughs> and a little bit of Candy Crush. Let's hope your boss doesn't hear that. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> All right, fair enough then. Yeah, with me. Say if there's nothing to do, there's nothing to do. Yeah, with my job, it's more so clean, 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 process, process, process. Clang, clang, clang. Dang a lang, dang a lang. Dang a lang, lang, dang a dang a dang a dang a dang a dang a You gonna eat your cornbread. Gong cornbread. Ting, tang, walla walla, bing, bang. Boop, bop, bop, bing, bing, bang. That needs to be on our promo. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get Nate to say that. (laughs) That would be legendary if we got Nate to say that. No, no, it's like me and you doing that, and then the video of him just, you know, dancing (laughs) like here in the studio, (laughs) like you were showing me earlier. It's like bing, bang, bing, bang, bang. Oh my god, we we have to upload that on the podcast so that people know what we're talking about. Dude, you need to either send me. Send me that. I'll send it to you. Or so, send it to Jax. So, for the people that don't know, uh, yours truly <laughs> caught a delectable video of Sergeant... Delectable is a perfect adjective for it. You're welcome. Mm-mm-mm. A delectable video of Sarge <laughs> belly dancing to uh, a track that, <sighs> that Kyle produced. Oh, wait, was it one of the ones I did? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll show you the video with the sound afterwards, but, right. oh, my God, it was so funny because he had that hat on. He looked like Brian Johnson. You know, he, he had more than one. Yeah, he brought out a second one. 
Yeah, and I started wearing it, and he said, it's like, you handsome motherfucker. You it's, handsome devil. It's with my, uh, like, my other glasses, the, the, the black ram glasses. Yeah. Oh, dude. He said, I'll give it to you. I was like, all right. All cool. right, say less. <laughs> I got it upstairs on the piano. So you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Watch me go. Oh, uh, but for those at home, if you could see any of the stuff that happens behind the scenes when the mics are not cracked. Oh, Lordy. Oh, you would either be traumatized or you would be pissed yourself laughing. I think we'd get a lot more followers if we uh, showed Nate dancing. <laughs> we definitely would. 100%. 100% Tom. <laughs> oh yeah, boy. dog. Oh boy. <laughs> Make daddy smile. My man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't touch the goddamn soundboard at all tonight. Not yeah, really. Well, I mean, we we fiddled around with it during the promo. I remember it all. I could just say it all. I remember it all. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, my balls. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> what was the other one? It's like, I don't know. Holy shit, where's my phone? There's my phone. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Chewy? <laughs> Oh, man, that's been a great episode, man. I've been laughing the entire time. This was a great one, but I think it is that time. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to your favorite drunk-ass podcast at the Practically Friends Podcast. This has been been Tate. And the son of the police. And we will see you all on the next one. Take care. Thanks, guys, so much.